Hey guys, Chris and Skyler here recording another tiny take. Uh, Chris, I'm excited for us to argue about Kyle Shanahan real quick, buddy, because you've just never been more wrong. Hey, man. When you have a facade of what Kyle Shanahan has done for quarterbacks, that's your personal business. <laughs> facade? Hey, at least give me some statistics to back it up. All right. I mean, like, who has he coached? 2014, he, he quit because they – Oh, Washington? And yeah. would you say Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback? Yeah. Yes, I would say Kirk Cousins has been a perfectly adequate quarterback from both the NFL and fantasy perspective. Okay. Especially well, let me give you a guy who has been an actual... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wasn't Kirk Cousins a fifth round, fifth round draft pick? How successful are fifth round draft picks usually, Chris? I and, mean, Tom and Brady. Just so, clear, just so we're clear, Cousins was a pound the table guy for Shanny because they took Cousins in the same year they took who? RG three, who was who was was that guy successful? Oh well, that was that was Mike Shanahan's fault. Send him out there with the torn ACL. Right, Come right. on, but but Kyle was there coaching <laughs> the offense, right? So, yeah, his so, dad okay, was coaching so Kirk Cousins first. Uh, sorry, okay, continue, here, sorry. Continue so on, let me give you continue. a name of an actual quarterback whisperer: Bruce Arians, okay. Coach yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, Coach Andrew Luck. You know, some actual actual relevant like good guys that you we're talking about here. Come on. I mean, right. I mean, if you, if you want me to go through the stats, I will. You listen, know, I, uh, what, I, he had one year under uh, Matt Ryan, and and he's a quarterback whisperer, and then he got hired as a coach two years, maybe. I don't know, man. I can't call him a quarterback whisperer. I mean, man, they coach. He coached that Atlanta offense that went to the Super Bowl. That was one of the most explosive offenses we've seen in the last five years in the NFL. Uh, he's a, uh, he's, he's a good offensive mind. I'll give you that. Schemed great offenses. He has gotten more from his from quarterbacks. Like, I mean, you can just keep ignoring Kirk Cousins, but a fifth round draft pick that's gone on. Kirk Cousins has had top ten fantasy scoring seasons. Kirk Cousins has had top ten NFL quarterback seasons. Right? I mean, we like we got to stop telling like not every guy is Russell Wilson. I mean, again, like Kirk Cousins has been fine. Um, I'm just, just not wanna, ready to label say, him a quarterback whisperer quick, quarterback in any whisperer, manner. Andrew Luck, who played for like a season and a half. No, there's right? more. I didn't. I didn't get through them all. So you don't want to go quarterback down that Quarterback whisperer hole. Ben Roethlisberger, who uh, at that point the Steelers were running like 600 times. Peyton Manning got them all. These uh, Peyton some Manning, good names after he after his third neck surgery. <laughs> no, he coached him in in, in early in uh, early on. Listen, I still just uh, think, I again, so this all right, this all leads into the 49ers trade a just massive haul of draft picks. And not massive haul, it is in line, it appears, with like massive offloading of draft picks. Uh yeah, I mean, um th- this is a very similar amount of draft picks to what was traded for Sam Darnold. So just as far as like the, like the relevant amount of capital. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we are, this is kind of the starting figure. Darnold went third overall in his draft. Right. So it's kind of, I mean, kind of gives us an idea. Uh, and I mean, based on the pro day circuit, not that we want to get too much into pro days today, but it kind of seems like Lawrence Wilson are locked into the first two slots. So San Francisco is now officially on the clock at three and there's a ton of speculation on who they're going to pick which is what we're arguing about here because 
I mean, my notes just say it doesn't matter who they pick. It's in Shanny we trust. And Chris uh, obviously disagrees. I I mean, I I, mean, I could be completely wrong. I, I haven't done a lot of scouting on Mac Jones. I know that he did, you know, I think he broke the completion record in the C- CF college football. Um, and, I mean, just for me, it's really hard to think that they traded up for at the three spot for Mac Jones. And, I mean, I'm not going to knock him if they, if that's their guy. That's their guy, obviously. Shanny, you know, works with the quarterbacks in the system and, and gets them to, to perform through that way. And so <clears throat> I'm not <laughs> I'm not ready to call him a quarterback whisperer, though. But, I mean, he's a good coach, good offensive mind. I'll give you that. So, And I'm also a Cardinals fan, so I can't give you much more than that. So, uh, um, Yeah, I mean – I personally, as a 49ers fan, I don't, I mean, I don't want the pick to be Mac Jones. I, I would love it to be Trey Lance, um, who I think with Kyle Shanahan would just be an absolute monster. But I mean, thinking, I mean, to be honest, Chris, I had forgotten about uh, Robert Griffin uh, and that, that rookie year. And I mean, thinking about Justin Fields now, oof, right. Who do you um, want out of those three? Or maybe I mean if there's a fourth quarterback, I don't know. No, I Who's definitely your would, guy. I I mean Lance is my guy. Um, Lance, I Lance probably just a hair below Lawrence for me. Um, and I think if you play their careers out, I think Lance is gonna have a better career, like fifty five times out of a hundred. I think you gave him a comp to Cam Newton, maybe a better passer than Cam Newton. I think that's what you said. I I yeah, think that's a good comp. He he reminds me. I mean, I mean yeah. he reminds me a lot of Cam Newton, um, which just he, he's not quite as big, right? But but I I think I think that it's kind of there. Steve McNair, right? Mm. I mean, just it, it kind of Steve McNair was a big boy though. Uh, it's, I mean Steve McNair kind of fluctuated. He was I mean if you remember young Steve McNair, he was he was a little R. He was R. pretty R. athletic, R. right? Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Steve McNair. Um, so. We, I mean, clearly San Francisco's taking a quarterback. And, I mean, this is wheels up for the San Francisco offense, right? I mean, if you have – I mean, it depends who they take. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, I think I think we – I think even recently within the last couple of podcasts, we talked about, you know, the volume, yep. right? Is there enough volume for Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle uh, to, like, all, like, do well? And – Trading up to number three at quarterback says that they want to solve the quarterback problem. Yeah, so, and that's that's definitely exciting for the you know dynasty owners. At least you're going to be able to pair some of these guys with the future, and so I think that in itself is going to help with a uh, dynasty value amongst these players, especially you know. So yeah, it definitely stabilizes Kittle's value, um, who I think like. You know, is getting not. I mean, he's not older. Like in Dynasty, he's probably got a four or five more year window, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in like a top tier um, way we're looking at him, especially depending on the injury stuff. Um, but I think it's a big deal for him because you know more mediocre QB play in another lost season, uh, it would have been tough. So, so to to at least have a little bit of hope, you know, obviously none of these guys have even taken a snap in the NFL yet, but. You know, like we were, like we were saying before, like Jimmy is fine. Like maybe the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. Um, But I mean, if you think you've got a chance to get somebody better than that, like, let's go. Exactly. And that's why I don't think they just trade up for, you know, a guy like Mac Jones. 
I mean, not that Mac Jones is a terrible guy, but he's. I feel like he's a guy that you're going to still have to – like Garoppolo's going to end up starting maybe a couple weeks, and then you're going to play that game, you know, where you're like – unless he's not on the team, obviously, then you're going to be playing that game where Mac's going to be coming off week four, week five, you know, off the bench to start. And, I mean, I feel like with any of these other guys, at least as far as name, name value, like they're the name brand cereal, and Mac Jones feels kind of like – the off-brand a little bit. Nothing against his talent or anything. Just, like, appeal, I guess, is what it feels like for me. You know, all the hype's been around these guys and not Mac Jones as much. So, uh, I like Mac Jones. Um, and I think <laughs> that... Well, yeah, I mean, while I think yeah. I don't see him quite as the... He's definitely not the athlete Justin Fields is, and he's mm-hmm. not the athlete where the quarterback um, Trey Lance is. Uh, Mac Jones is very, very good. Uh, yeah, no, it's and, all and, in. And, rich, yeah. and I think here's the thing. I and, and this is getting looked over a little bit. I I don't think that Zach Wilson is going to be any better than Mac Jones uh, if they're both put in the wrong offenses. So if yeah. you put Mac Jones in the right system with the right people around him, he's going to be successful. Like he, I don't see it, There's no reason Mac Jones can't be as successful as Joe Burrow. Mm. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what separates them athletically like Burrow. I mean, Mac Jones actually pretty good athlete, right? Like looking at, looking at some of the numbers he put up, like uh, not the worst athlete, like um, you know, he's not, not going to, not going to like set the world on fire for anything, but not a slouch either like um you know yeah like older like nobody's heard of him well like i mean we've been talking we had been talking about to attack Leviola for three years i mean I remember that it's, man it's not like i mean it's not like there's a whole lot of oxygen uh for you to get like all pumped up as a qb prospect when tua literally soaks up 92 percent of the national headlines at quarterback yeah exactly I guess on the other side of that trade, we kind of see um, where those other draft picks land. And, and, you know, I didn't even think of Miami trying to trade back up at the six. That was kind of shocking to me, honestly. Yeah, I liked it. I really, I think, I think uh, very, 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 very um, much liked the move and mm-hmm. appreciate the aggression. Um, you know, I but you think- know what that trade does for, for, uh, for some truthers out there. Those Jalen Hurt truthers. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I have notes. I have notes about Hurts. Uh, you know, I think let's talk about Miami first because I think okay. actually the quarterback who probably has just had a little bit more speculation attached to who this is great news for is Tua. Uh, I mean, by moving down to twelve originally, they signal one hundred percent that they are fine not getting a quarterback. Um. And I think for the price, they were able to, what'd they do? Uh, They swapped fourth rounders and swapped first rounders this year for, and then, uh, and then Miami gave up next year's first to move up six spots in the first round, essentially. Did you see that? uh, I don't know if it was a tweet or somebody came out with, with the end details from Miami trading Tunsil to Texas and how much they actually profited off of that with obviously getting <clears throat> this is more a little NFL transaction. Miami, you know, talking about Miami's trade, um, how they traded Lamry Tunsil and they got that 
third round pick and they flipped that into like I can't remember what it was, but it was, you know, it was a sweet package to look at. Yeah, no, some listen, some no. of how we sh- we want to be in our dynasty leagues running our teams. So I think it's Yeah, definitely. Pretty- I mean, Flor- Flores and I, the name of the GM uh, of Miami is escaping me right now. They have been very aggressive since they mm-hmm. got there. And I mean, I, I like I felt like when they moved back up to six and this ties into Hertz. Mm-hmm. So when they move back up to six, in my mind, that signals that Miami it clearly has a player that they believe is going to be there at six mm-hmm. that they wanted to jump up to get. Now, whether that's going to be a defender, whether that's going to be an offensive tackle, Pitts, right? Pitts, yeah. uh, Pitts, Devonta Smith, um, who knows? You know, honestly, I mean, I know it sounds far-fetched, but at six, if – if something happens, I feel like one of those four quarterbacks could possibly still be available. And I don't know. I It's going to be Fields, I think. But Fields, it depends on if the Bengals don't like the talent at four or the Falcons don't like the talent at four or five um, to take those picks. So four or five, you know, they already have the quarterback. I think the Falcons are four. At five. Or uh, then the Bengals are five. Right. Um, and so Fields could potentially fall to six. They they even in a lot of mock drafts had Fields falling to six four, Philadelphia, and so I'm not I'm like, I'm saying like there's like a ten percent chance that they still take Fields. I don't think they do, uh, but it's something just to speculate around. You know, I definitely think that's um, you know everybody's writing him off as they're not, but I I, I can't you know that's that's a question for another day. But yeah, I mean they could even I mean they still netted you know, a first round, at least one first round pick. Um, and a th- third. And a third. third, right. So they, they netted a first and a third, even with what they gave up to go down from three to six, essentially. So, yeah, you're right. They could still take a quarterback. I personally think uh, Pitts, Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase. There's I too think many good weapons. Yeah. Uh, right. I think, I think they're basically seeing it as a chance to, Hey, we, uh, we, we gained a couple of good uh, assets here to draft a couple more good players, but we're still going to be mm-hmm. able to, cause I mean, I think at 12, though, those three names are probably going to be off the board. Devonta is the one name. I think we can see fall there, obviously <laughs> just, I mean, not, not weighing in, not doing any of that stuff. Um, and then kind of tying it all back into where you uh, started us out at uh, Jalen Hurts dynasty owner. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, again, it, this has been the weirdest off season for Hurts because I, I like Hurts. Uh, you and I had talked trades on Hurts a bajillion yeah. times. Uh, and I love his upside. I just don't like, I just don't know that I'm excited. Like nothing like there, a quarterback could be there at 12. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Philly could take Mac Jones or um, whoever, you know, like, I don't think that's where they're going to go, but I, I, cause I, again, I think this signals, Hey, I think we're the Flacco signing plus this kind of tell me that they're saying, Hey, if hurts flames out or gets hurt, Flacco is NFL competent backup quarterback, not mm-hmm. sexy, not someone we're excited that he's in. He's Lance. a little better than uh actual backup in my opinion yeah I, he's fine yeah. right i mean uh, it, it, again if, if he comes in because your starter gets gets hurt it's not mm. the worst situation in the world um so i think they see 
Hertz plus Flacco is, hey, I, we're going to just see how this goes, right? Hertz has shown he, he, he flashed upside fantasy-wise. I think mm-hmm. the biggest questions are, what are the impacts on the actual football field, right? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, definitely a concern with the completion rating that he was throwing last year. Um, and that's why I think they invest 12 in the offensive weapon guy or maybe even an offensive line guy. Um, that BYU kid was pretty impressive, but that's an, another topic, I guess, um, when we touch on mock drafts and and all our players. Um, what this does for dynasty value for Hertz, for, in my opinion, because, <clears throat> I mean, I've been struggling at the, 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 the 10 through 12 area. I think we've all kind of been, you know, playing with that as all the all this new information comes through and I kind of feel like he's you know it's it's in in my dynasty rings it was Wentz, Tua and Hertz and they're all kind of in a bundle a tier I guess you would say in my opinion and so that's kind of where I have them at I do need to update my rankings but <clears throat> yeah I mean I they, they I've been I've been waiting until the rookies uh, mm-hmm. come in to like really like update my rankings i've looked at some stuff this i mean this just hurts has been like in that 11 12 range yeah. he'll continue to be in that 11 12 range for me um obviously with plenty of upside to be higher i just think the biggest question is you know i i know i i know i would want lawrence more than him um hurts yeah. yeah um and i know that I, to, to be honest, I think that whoever ends up as the starter in San Francisco, so whoever Shanahan, I, and again, there is some Homer bias there. That sounds uh, like a lot, but <laughs> no, but I, here's the thing. I, I, I think like if you're going to take the risk, I mean, j- just like I, that, I'll give history, you, I'll, I'll give you this. Robert because, Griffin, Kirk Cousins, yeah. Matt Ryan, they've all had good years when Shanahan's been there. Yeah, not based off of that information, but based off of the talent on the offensive line, based off the offensive weapons being better, I could see potentially a 49ers quarterback, if it's not Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, being better than than Hurts. I mean, I, again, if you just think about again, we haven't mm-hmm. we didn't really talk about that part of it. Are you walking into potentially like the best as a rookie? I mean, Trent Trent Williams is your left tackle. Yeah. Right. I mean, the right tackle McGlinch. You're going to be fine. well, you're going to be well prepared. That's right. For sure. Like Kittle, Debo, Ayuk. Right. I mean, they still have a it's second not, round yeah. pick. They still have a second round pick and a third round pick this year because the third mm-hmm. round pick they traded was the comp comp pick they got. Is um, yeah, next year from, yeah, Salah's hiring. So, <clears throat> um, so they're still going to be able to add more pieces, whether that's offensive. I'm, my guess is offensive line and defensive line help. But yep. I, that 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 whole situation is, I mean, overall, I think good situations for all the teams involved in all the trading. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you're not you don't feel bad, you know. No. I think Philly I think Philly is going to take a wide receiver at twelve. I think maybe Waddle. Um, could be the guy for them, even though they just took Rager, and I'm not sure. I guess like having just good football players who can yeah, exactly. do things with the football isn't a bad thing, right? I mean, I don't even know if they have a good number two on the. You know, they have. Uh, can't even remember his name anymore. <laughs> he he spiked in in uh, in the the middle area, middle of the league last year. If, uh, Philadelphia receiver Rager. No. It was a uh, Rager. J.R. Sanger-Whiteside? Undrafted. 
the undrafted oh, guy. Um, oh, I can't gosh, yeah, man. Top, man. Uh, he David owns him. Yep. Uh, oh, full, uh, full Travis. Oh, Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham. Fulgham yeah. yeah, Travis Fulgham. Me. He was fine. Yeah, I mean, Fulgham. he he fell off. He had a, he had a good couple of weeks. He, I mean, again, that's the kind of guy that you're really excited about that you picked up. And you're excited for whatever mm-hmm. you got from him uh, when he produced, but I I don't see him as an integral part of the offense. Yeah, no. I mean, and so that's what I'm Philly's saying. Like, they don't have a second receiver because they let Alshon go and they let Deshaun go. Or no, did Alshon sign back? I don't know if Alshon resigned. Um, I know Deshaun is gone. He's in LA with the Rams. Uh, they had released Alshon. So right now, I mean, it's just Rager and. Uh, the tight ends because they haven't traded Ertz. The asking price seems like it's pretty high on Ertz. They're asking for like a third rounder. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Which, which doesn't seem like it's going to get very much traction. Uh, and then Goddard uh, also is still there. So I mean, not a, not terrible. Like again, if they just add you know a first or second round wide receiver, yeah, um, that that is definitely at least good for Hertz. Um. They're an interesting one just because they're they're old. Their offensive line is kind of older. Um, their defense has gotten older, and they've been really up against it uh, financially just with some of the deals. So it is kind of a bummer for Hertz because I wish he was going to get a better opportunity with like uh, a little bit more of a cha- like maybe some better pieces. Like it'd be nice to see Hertz in a situation with like Trent Williams at left tackle, right? Like. <laughs> yeah. um, and maybe like trying to throw in some passes to a not a formal former all pro, but a current all pro. Yeah, there you um, go. But I mean, his situation, you know, definitely has improved from what I mean, the whispers of three or four weeks ago uh, that there was a pretty good likelihood Philly was going to be taking a quarterback in that uh, yeah. that mid first um, uh, early first range with their uh, sixth overall pick, you know? Yeah, definitely great news for owners that hold, that held obviously unless they sold high um, but great news for owners that you know probably ended up investing because of the situation in the early in the draft ended up investing a late you know second to thir- early third pick on Hertz and you know you're getting a potential starter out of the rookie draft you know you love to see those kind of scenarios where you know those guys at the end of the draft aren't just not va- aren't not valuable and so I think that's a great pick. We have some more guys like that, you know, in the league, um, but it just makes that rookie draft m- that much more fun. So, yeah, totally. I think uh, I think that's actually uh, a great way to put it, right? When you um, when you're thinking about things from this perspective of the rookie draft and how everything fits in um, to the puzzle. So. <clears throat> We did get some NFL news tonight uh, that dropped, you know, just kind of putting a bow on our tiny takes. But the NFL is officially moving to the uh, 17-week season, 17-game season, sorry, not week, Uh, 18-week, 17-game season. And uh, I hate it. uh, Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I mean, more I hate it for the players, obviously. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, pro players – so more games, uh, pay them more money. Uh, if you're going to have more games and then, uh, Potential you know more what, risk actually, of injury. actually don't, don't play more games and still pay them more money. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so I, you know, I, I don't love it, but I, more fantasy is good. I, I, I hate that there will no longer be eight and eight. Uh, <laughs> you know, I hate that. This, uh, this it is weird. <laughs> it is weird from like a fantasy fantasy thing. Uh, I, I, I don't know how much it matters. You know, I guess we're all just playing one more week. The playoffs are going to happen one week later. Um, one more week in the regular season is nice. I yeah. think that means we go from a 12 to a 13 week or is it a 13 to a 14 week regular season it'd be 13 to 14 but you know honestly i would be more excited to leave the fantasy season the way it is because it allows guys in week 16 now um not to lose their players and and when we were playing you know from starting the end of the season week 13 we would go from 14 15 16 to 16 being the championship a lot of the times you know guys were like looking to make moves and at that point you know a lot of leagues have their trade deadlines over and and stuff like that and, and it locks people in a bind where they got to the championship with these guys but a lot of times they're not able to use them to win and so that, that you know that kind of sucks and you know i'm i'm gonna be one of those guys pushing for the league season to say the same um same 16 weeks and that you know i think that's a a great spot to to actually be able to put your best foot forward when you're in the championship and not have to panic, <laughs> you know, starting some of these flyers that, that you've had in the past. So that's kind of where I feel I'm at it. I do hate that. I, I, I do hate that there's another week just because I don't know, eight, 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 eight and one for the Cardinals doesn't sound good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, it's, it sounds, it sounds familiar though. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I, fantasy wise, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't really care uh, what we do and what, what leagues do, you know, I'm just going to play the games. Uh, inevitably, uh, inevitably the NFL is going to do things that we have to figure out, uh, you know, whether or not they add it. I mean, they haven't, I, I, I'm not sure how I, I did not read any reports or do any like super deep diving on this other than like seeing the Schefter tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, are they adding a second bye week at any point? You know, if they added a second bye week, maintaining a traditional, you know, fantasy schedule we used to is going to be difficult. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you, like are losing both your guy like if you're if the bye weeks are happening into week 14 or 15 which is like potentially fantasy playoff time mm-hmm. um because of the dual buys like i think that would definitely be you know things that we would want to consider uh, pretty strongly before we made any uh firm firm decisions on the schedule but i think that's exactly what you were saying too yeah and i think another thing that's gonna happen more often and just because of you know, they're going to be playing another game is, you know, potential for injury. And, you know, I, I, you know, I can't say for sure that people are going to get injured. Obviously this past year with no training camp was more harmful in a sense that they weren't able to get their bodies ready for the season as, as quick, but with an extra game, what does that look, you know, for players going into the playoffs, you know, and I guess there's some kind of dynasty tie to it, but I don't think it's very minimal as far as like wanting guys that are on, you know, championship teams because they might be sitting or they might, you know what I mean? And so that's kind of, yeah, no, 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 no. Those are, I mean, kind of just some questions to ask about what it looks like, you know, plays into your fantasy strategy and uh, that's kind of where I fill them out with it. So I, I'm not definitely excited. 
but it's going to be a learning curve, I think, for a lot of guys playing fantasy. Yeah, I mean, and our producer just shot me a, a DM. Uh, and he, I mean, he's totally right. You know, that isn't an angle that that's an angle we hadn't talked about. You know, uh, a it's going to be really, really, really annoying uh, comparing 16 game season stats to 17 game season stats. Right. Uh, and like the barometers of like what we considered impressive. And I mean, these things have been kind of shifting and changing anyway, but like, it's going to be a lot easier to be a thousand yard rusher, a thousand yard receiver, a 4,000 yard that, passer. Because you that's have one true. extra game to get there. Um, and we, you know, like, and we as fantasy owners and, and dynasty owners need to, uh, be aware of those things and, you know, try to use them to our advantage when we can. And uh, also, you know, make sure we're not getting bamboozled, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the fantasy season. It seems like what the draft is, I think 30 days away, something like that, like 29 days away. Um, we are wrapping up some pro days here this week. Uh, we've got Bama, LSU, North Carolina, uh, a few more, right? We, we talked about whether we wanted to talk about potentially some prospects tonight, but with just so many pro days still around the corner, we uh, decided not to. Uh, and we've got a fresh podcast dropping uh, tomorrow morning because we're recording this Sunday night. And this, you guys can find our tiny take uh, in your podcast feed this Thursday or on the YouTube uh, at Bad Takes Fantasy. Uh, and yeah, hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, Chris, have a great night, man. It was uh, it was a blast. Have a great night, guys. Yeah.